Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. We had a good day in the markets today. We've got a lot to talk about. Got a little coronavirus in San Diego to talk about. Nancy Pelosi stepping down, making this her last uh, uh, term in Congress. Talk about that. Going to talk about uh, Joe Biden and his, uh, boy, this uh, administration is just uh, coming off the rails. It really is, isn't it? You saw his news about asking OPEC today to produce more oil and release more oil. Goodness gracious. Uh, we'll have the Green New Deal, right? Let's start with the markets first. Dow Jones today, all-time highs again of 220 points, closing at 35,484. Uh, SP 500 also hitting uh, closing at all-time high today, up 11 points at 4447. Uh, NASDAQ today was down just 22 points, so actually had really good internals today for this. Solid improvement continues to happen in the internals. This is something we've been talking about here, and it is, uh, it is really remarkable. We're looking back now through the rearview mirror, but over the last six, seven weeks, uh, actually last week the internals started getting better, but the previous six weeks or so had really been just honestly crappy internals. It was amazing to us that the market kept going higher in the face of what were common uh, two-to-one negatives uh, for, for the broad market uh, internal reading. Uh, yet the market kept applying higher, and now the internals are starting to improve. Folks, this could be a crazy end to the year. This back half of the year could really be a melt-up environment. We're going to talk about that more a little bit, too, because we still have Jackson Hole, Wyoming coming up at the end of this month. And there'll be a little trepidation about that, most likely. That's why NASDAQ's been falling, frankly. In our view, NASDAQ today down 22 points at 14,765. Just, again, not far away from all-time highs at all. And finally today, our uh, well, not quite our leader, right in the middle of the pack, though. Russ 2000, up a half a percent. Uh, that's good to see. The R2K remains uh, about 5.5% below uh, all-time highs from back in, like, February of this year. So we need to get small caps going. That'll be a sign that the U.S. economy is in good shape, really good shape, instead of just uh, you know being a sugar high with all this added stimulus uh, from both the monetary and fiscal uh, uh, policy that's taking place here. Also, of note today, the 10-year tried to get some legs today on a yield basis, but then wound up falling back into negative territory. Yields finishing at 1.33%, and the VIX today also down 4%. August is actually the month where the VIX tends to get legs, where, where volatility begins to rise. Didn't happen today, uh, but this is that time frame. Uh, again, it wouldn't surprise us heading into the uh, Jackson Hole Wyoming meetings, August 26th to 28th, if we get some nervousness around tapering. Uh, it wouldn't surprise us to see the market have a little bit of weakness. That's why we think NASDAQ's been falling. Tech stocks, momentum stocks, growth stocks, much more susceptible uh, to higher interest rates, at least over the short term, from a trading point of view. And that's why the NASDAQ's been a little bit soft here. But again, we think it's much to do about nothing. T- Tyler covered this yesterday, and I'm just going to hit it one more time because this is something that we hear, we honestly hear nobody talking about this. And those are the kind of things that uh, when, it's, when, it's, when it's staring us right in the face and nobody is talking, I mean, literally no one else talks about this, okay? Uh, and then we, we think that uh, we have to keep pounding the table on this. So we will, and we do. The fact that the Federal Reserve simply does not do anything to hurt the Democrat Party. The permanent ruling class, the Democrats, the Federal Reserve, they have a symbiotic relationship. And we don't just say that to make a, some kind of a loud point. We have evidence to back this up. In, in Obama's eight years, again, Tyler covered this yesterday, but in Obama's eight years, the Federal Reserve raised rates one time. 
Okay, then Trump gets elected, and his first inside of his first two years, the Federal Reserve raised rates eight straight times, resulting in the the, the meltdown into uh, the Christmas meltdown in two thousand eighteen. Right? Just think where this market and the economy would have been if the Fed's not started jacking rates because they got into a verbal battle uh, with with uh, with Donald Trump. Uh, but again, they had to they had to, they had to teach him a lesson, right? And we all had to pay the price for it. But let's even go back further. So that's that's one rate hike for under Obama's eight years. We had eight rate hikes just in Trump's first two years. Let's go back to George Bush again, another Republican, certainly not my favorite guy. Uh, but uh, look what happened to him. 2004 to 2006, the Federal Reserve raised rates 17 straight times. 17 straight times. And if people still think, for some reason, that other factors caused the housing market to crash, which, of course, then created a stock market crash. And Lehman Brothers, you know, in the meltdown, right? Folks, 17 straight rate hikes doomed the mortgage industry, the housing industry, doomed them to death. Yes, they were red hot, probably way too hot, but they didn't need the meltdown, right? And uh, collateralized uh, debt obligations, of course, did the rest. Uh, derivatives, we know that story. But the Federal Reserve, as they always do, they're the ones that have their, their foot on the gas whenever we have a melt up or a meltdown. And, uh, you know, in the Fed is, uh, is, is more than just an interesting slogan. Uh, but uh, for, of course, I mean, they're the masters of the universe. They, 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 they run the show now. They are the big dog on campus. And so this is our system. This is the way. This is financial engineering. Uh, we don't have to like it, but it is what is happening. It's part of our melt-up thesis, has been for some time. Don't fight the Fed. Don't fight the tape. Uh, but the bottom line is that uh, going into next year, <laughs> and again, I, I just laugh. I laugh about this when I think about all the people the experts, right? The PhD economists, the chief investment officers of these major Wall Street investment firms seem to have a blind spot for this topic because going into next year, where they all say, they're all saying, uh, Mike Stanley at Morgan, uh, Mike, uh, I forget his name, at Morgan Stanley, chief investment officer, said yesterday, there's no one that doesn't think the Federal Reserve is going to be in tapering next year. <laughs> really, Mike? That's a dangerous statement to make right there. There's no one. Well, you 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 happen to know there's a, a couple guys in Texas that feel otherwise because the Federal Reserve is not going to taper next year, certainly not aggressively. And trust me when I tell you, in an election year for the midterms, the first time we have a 5% pullback in the S&P 500, any idea of tapering in an election year, they're not going to hurt their dim their dims uh, in, in, in power as they try to hold on to the House and Senate. Any tapering will stop. Again, this is just another reason to be aggressively bullish because the Fed's not going to remove the punch bowl, not when Dems have a chance to stay in power. They really don't have a chance, do they? Again, looking at, uh, at, at Biden, got to just spend a couple minutes on this. How, how insane this morning I wake up and I'm looking at the news and here we have Biden asking OPEC, you know, almost really a demand, release more oil. We need more oil. Okay, on top of the 400,000 barrel a day increase that's it's coming anyway, Biden wants more. Now, <clears throat> what a joke this guy is. He, on his first day in office, he, he, he put a stop to the Keystone Pipeline. He also then, right the same week, first week in office, said that they put limits on any federal, new federal drilling on federal leases for oil and gas. So his first act 
was to hamper U.S. energy production, which meant that we were more reliant on foreign oil and natural gas than, 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 than we were when Trump was here. And now this guy has the temerity to come out and, and ask OPEC. <laughs> so we're going to be dependent on more foreign oil because of Biden. What is it? Is it new, Green New Deal, Joe? Or, 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 or do you want more oil production? What, make up your mind, okay? Uh, because uh, your administration, you're just a few months into your first year, what we call it about halfway through. This is a complete shit show that they're running there. And if it weren't for the Fed's uh, easy money policies and, of course, all the, the uh, new stimulus we've got flowing through the system, boy, I think we'd be looking at a much different market here. Uh, but I also think that the markets believe that uh, come next year when Republicans steamroll, that is our forecast, when Republicans steamroll Democrats next year uh, and probably win uh, 50, 60 seats. This could be record next year in the House and also take back the Senate. Well, that's going to be gridlock. The markets love gridlock. But it also means that Biden won't be able to do any crazy shit. Uh, and so anything he's got to get done crazy has got to have to happen uh, now. And, of course, they've got the new st- – well, I don't – the infrastructure deal is not passed. Passed in the Senate, hasn't passed in the House, the $1.3 trillion, And now there's, uh, there's almost no chance, frankly, in our view, the $3.5 trillion is going to get done. Again, we've talked about this before. Biden is not getting a lot of crazy things passed. He's just not. I know it seems that way. We, yes, we have an open border, but there are other reasons for that as well. Uh, our, our planners simply want that. I, I always want to talk about this topic. I'll be accused of being a massive racist if I ever say what I really believe is happening here. Uh, maybe one of these days I'll grow a big enough set to just get into it. I actually don't think it's that controversial. It's just factual, uh, but it, it would it would sound very racist if I said it. So, uh, but anyway, uh, look, midterms next year, no rate hikes. There'll be no, of course, no rate hikes. Very little, if any, tapering. And again, this is all very hyper bullish for the markets. Again, po- Pelosi leaked last night that Pelosi is planning on not running again, knowing that she's not going to be Speaker of the House because Democrats won't control the House. So she doesn't want to go down with the ship. She doesn't want to not be in power. And so this will likely be her last term. Multiple sources repeating that last night. And also, just have to put this out about coronavirus insanity. Again, Israel, Iceland, two of the most heavily vaccinated countries on the planet, uh, now have travel advisories from the United States, as in the, the most strong travel advisory not to travel to these countries because of the case-demic taking place there, even with the vaccinations. And now Hawaii, like 86% of the state has been vaccinated. They've had hardcore mask mandates for over 400, I think 460 days, right? Mask compliance is like 98%. Stiff fines if you don't wear one. And now they're going back into lockdowns because of their case-demic Happening as well. Folks, virus is going to virus. We've said this from day one. Uh, this, the super spreaders now turn out to be the vaccinated. This is what all the evidence is pointing to. If, you're, if you've been vaccinated, you know, you probably want to stay away from the rest of us because you are shedding the virus at an unbelievably fast rate. You're a super spreader. And uh, this is starting to become more and more part of, of really daily conversation among people that know what they're talking about. Uh, we've just been misled and lied to so often by our uh, powers that be, be the CDC, our government, the National Institute of Health, of course, the Fauci, the frauds uh, of the world, 
uh, Fauci's a fraud. My goodness. He just said that we've got to, to get teachers all vaccinated because uh, because the kids are coming back and they're so uh, unbelievable case count. Unbelievable hospitalizations are off the charts. It's just complete lies. It's just complete lies. A percentage of kids right now that are hospitalized is a total amount is like two and a half percent. And that's down from the end of last year. So again, when Fauci opens his mouth, how do you know he's lying? His lips are moving. I think that applies to pretty much everybody in power. It's something that, uh, you know, Todd and I talk about. We're, we're so over it. We know you're so over it, but we got to keep up the good fight. We got some great news on this front last night. when We found out that unlike United Airlines, Southwest, American Airlines, and Delta all announced together as a joint announcement, they will not be mandating vaccines for the employee, for their employees. And that's fantastic news, right? United just announced a couple weeks ago their, their mandate for vaccines. And uh, these three are not going to, kudos, right? Big time kudos to Southwest, American, and Delta. This is a kind of big ball move that happens in corporate America that can make a real, real difference here. going to be a game changer for this whole vaccine mandate uh, nonsense that they're trying to build here, okay? Uh, we got to keep fighting the good fight uh, because these uh, it's totalitarian assholes, man, they don't, they don't play nice. You know, we got to go strong and we, there comes a time to take a stand uh, or, or, you know, or it's over, you know, and uh, they have complete control of everything. This is that time, folks. That's how we viewed it for some time. And this, we, we seem to have some momentum on our side. Again, kudos to Southwest American and Delta. By the way, the story that people aren't talking about there is the reason that they're 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 not doing it. The mandates because their employees have said we're not going to get. I don't care virus. We're not going to get shots. I'm talking about pilots, right? The unions, the mechanics, the flight attendants. They just like a big a big number. I don't know the percentage exactly, but you got to think it's probably a majority. Uh, I've said you know what, fly the planes without us. Good luck. We're just not going to do it. So they had to back away. That is just great news. And we hope uh, many more uh, uh, companies across America stand up and do the right thing here about these, uh, these, uh, these, uh, these experimental vaccinations. Um, <clears throat> okay, let's talk about today about the internals, uh, because today, again, was interesting. This is, this is the kind of positive action that tells us uh, – uh, this market wants to go a lot higher. We've said that for a long time, but we're, this is starting now to look very interesting to the upside. Uh, NYSE today, two to one positive. Again, Dow Jones up 220. You know, this, this is kind of what you'd expect. We just weren't getting these readings. We are now. Uh, NYSE uh, up down volume, also two to one positive. The big change that was happening in NASDAQ. We saw it yesterday. We see it again today. Even though NASDAQ was down 22, NASDAQ was positive across the board. NASDAQ, uh, advanced decline, positive. Only about 300 issues, but it's a win. Uh, also, advanced, uh, excuse me, up-down volume, uh, solidly positive as well. And also, in new 52 highs lows, it came across, uh, the final count was 319 to 150 positive. So again, a trifecta across the board, positive internals. What, what we really want to do is we want to have the opportunity to buy some kind of a pullback into Jackson Hole, Wyoming. This is how we're positioning our people, and we just may just not get it. This may be a market that just keeps going higher. Uh, and that's, again, that's the way melt-up markets work, right? You have, to, you have to take advantage of any slight pullback to get repositioned because the thing just doesn't slow down. Um, also, as Tyler pointed out to me today before I cast, uh, we, you know, this uh, – 
this move higher in rates, as slight as it's been, has really brought back to life these cyclical, these value names. And we saw really good, we've seen really good action here. BKX, the bank index, up 1.8% today. Uh, uh, transports today were up big yesterday, up another 1.8% today, really charging ahead again. Great sign for the U.S. economy. Uh, and also uh, HGX, the housing index today, also up solidly. What was it? Uh, 1.4%. I believe that's what I have here, 1.4%. So, again, we know housing's on fire. These groups have pulled back a little bit, and uh, that's very good to see. Kind of this rotational theme continues. It's been very healthy. It's kept any group from reaching extreme overbought. It's kept the entire broad market from reaching extreme overbought. We have these little rotations back and forth, and it just keeps the market rejuvenated. You know, it's just, it, there really couldn't be healthier action that we're seeing in the market this year. It's just the way it is. Finally, today in our commodity, oh, sector watch today, we had of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, 10 of 11 finished higher, materials up 1.4%, industrials 1.3%, financials up 1%, the downside healthcare down ninety down 0.97%, Moderna uh, down big today, 15% or so. I really don't, I don't follow these vaccine, these vaccine stocks. Moderna never had a product before their vaccine. Uh, around for, what, 20 years, never had a product. Uh, then overnight almost, they come up with this. Uh, by the way, Bill Gates invested $80 million in Moderna stock in October of 2019, just a couple of months before coronavirus hit. That stake is now worth over $1.1 billion. Yeah, I'm sure that's just a coincidence. Sickening, right? Really is sickening. These people need to pay the price for their many, many crimes against humanity. Finally today in our Commodity Watch, gold today at $21 now, $17.53. Again, we had the flash crash. We had this happen on the, the, the somewhat strong jobs report. Uh, and it just hit these stocks, these groups, these natural, uh, these natural resource stocks and commodity stocks below the 200-day moving average. Did some technical damage. Clawing them back now. We, again, we love this group. Gold today at $21 an ounce, $17.53. I know gold doesn't look strong compared to what's been happening in other areas. Bitcoin and the equity markets, right? Because we have a risk-on environment now. This is not the ideal time that people want to buy gold. They want something that's got more sex appeal to it, more juice behind it. That's part of the problem here. The manipulation of this group is also the other part of the problem. But I'll remind you, with the level of inflation we have taking place, it really is, we've always had, people are just now being more honest about it. And it certainly it has ramped up uh, uh, this year with all this uh, newfound uh, uh, stimulus money. And what really, it's the currency inflation, right? The printing of new fiat currency that's causing it. Uh, but gold has always been the best traditional store of value. And that's why we continue to recommend it because that's what it is. You know, you may think you're making money in other places, but once you look at inflation, you're really not. But those gains are very real in gold. Gold holds their value. Silver has gotten beat up as well, uh, up a bit today, up 12 cents an ounce at 23.51, both as a, as a precious and, a, and an industrial metal. Silver is fantastic. We love it here at 23.51. Same for copper. Copper looks really good on the charts, by the way. Still above its 200-day moving average, up, up a bit today at 4.37 a pound. Uh, we love copper and copper mining stocks here. Uh, Going to make a lot of money in these names over the years, folks. Oil today up a dollar for a barrel. Again, on the the crazy Biden news, what a, what a moron! Uh, oil today, uh, just when you rig an election and you put this guy in as a puppet, we shouldn't be surprised. But anything he does, really, should we? Uh, oil today up a dollar for a barrel, sixty nine thirty three. We love oil as well. And finally, on the day, Bitcoin continues to power ahead, up nine eighty at forty six thousand five ninety five. Again, it's two hundred day moving average 
44500 is now about $2,100 above its 200-day. Every day it stays above the 200-day is a technical positive. Uh, uh, Bitcoin could be off to the races again, folks. Even today on news, that's a major, uh, uh, not a major, but a, 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 a wallet of a, a Bitcoin that held Bitcoin and other cryptos was hacked. Uh, uh, I think about $900 million of it um, or $600 million was stolen and some of it's being re- returned now. But even on that news, uh, Bitcoin didn't get hit. This is a, that's a market tell. That's a tell right there. It's a very bullish sign for Bitcoin, uh, but uh, uh, we're keeping a close eye on it here. Folks, as always, appreciate you joining us. Uh, have a great evening. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.